0: This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Finkler, Chip And You are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned into Going In Raw right now. How you doing it. Hey, friend, No, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Wrong, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and anywhere fine podcasts are available. Be sure to hit that subscribe or download button, especially on that iOS podcast app. You know what? Why don't you, why don't you pause right now and go go leave a review for us on the podcast, on the I iOS podcast They can still, can still
1: listen to us.
0: Uh, well, there's about three or four more minutes of plugs. Yeah. While i while we're doing that, yeah, leave a review. Ex- <laughs> Multitask exactly. Give us a give us a many star review. Yeah, uh, over on the podcasting, and be sure to hit that on YouTube. Hit that little bell notify thing so that you're always aware when there's new going in raw content. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have 58 people watching right now, uh, hearing us chat before the show. We have a pre-show and then a post-show three times a week. All live for $5 and up, patrons. That's $5 a month. You'll be supporting the show, and you get plenty of great rewards for that. That's the best value reward tier, Larson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're also available at the Pro Wrestling Tees, com forward slash going in raw. Just submitted a new design this morning, Larson. It's the stretch. Did you add stretch. the I did. I, you know what? I, I did it first to see how it looked. It looked kind of wonky, so I took yeah, it out. Yeah, I was
1: worried about that, too. Yeah,
0: but it was a good, was a good collaborative effort there. Yeah. On our parts. Uh, also, there might be another yeah. shirt coming soon. Oh yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple up in Photoshop that I'm gonna start.
1: All I need is a picture of me. Yeah. And then uh, cold water Larson shirt will be ready. All right,
0: man. As soon as I read these pledges, while you're talking about something, I will send you. Well, I can't pictures be I have to Have a very specific face. no, 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 no. I have oh, pictures of you. Okay, gotcha. I will send them to you while you're talking. Which means I won't be paying attention to you. Um, I'm going to list off the latest patrons for the week because it's very important to acknowledge people who have supported the podcast uh, via money. Uh, starting out with going in Roth 69, AJ, Mister Valerian, Robert Cullen, Matthew Raspberry, Jordan McGinnis, Rosalind Saint Clair, Mano Bagajian. Sorry, I just totally messed up your name, uh, Cooper Tennant. Sick Rhymes, Fez Logic, that guy X1, Eric Edwards, Jay Perez, Big Chris Smith, Michael Ventresca, Alan Langston, 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 The Odyssey, Ramirez, The Gut Grinder, Abigail C Edwards, Michael Davidson, Soren Stapleton, and J C Flash. Those are some names right yeah, there, man. Good names, very like. interesting names. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, that's that's what we got going on now. So. We're not here to talk about all that, though, Larson. What are we here to talk about? Raw. Raw! Raw! That's right, we're here to talk about Raw. I got my notes up. Uh, in a nutshell, Larson, what do you think about Raw last Decent night? Decent enough show. Yeah.
1: Some good matches. Yeah. The uh, Sasha-Bailey match was good. Main event, good. Uh, Finn Balor, Elias Sampson, good.
0: It was one of those things, though, where I think I sort of expected Raw. I don't know. Sometimes I just... I'm like, man, if you never know if Raw's going to be good or a slog... You just sort of go in thinking
1: expect it to be a slog and when it's not, I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I think I went in thinking that it was gonna be a slog, and then like halfway through I realized,
1: hey, this has been pretty good
0: so far. Like it it wasn't like out of my seat great. No but it was it was, a, it was a decent show. It was really heavy on interviews. They're doing some things that they should be doing. They are doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, but might be entertaining, for example, Jason Jordan. That interview was man. You want to you want to get the crowd against you? Just do that. Talk about your feelings for five minutes. That was that was bad. That was bad. The crowd started booing him, and in fact, we got a couple reports where I saw on my Twitter timeline people were booing that. He they just kept on going. Yeah, it was like it probably should have been a minute,
1: and it was. I swear, it was like three. It was so long. It was. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I wasn't. I was concentrating more on how he, on the quality of his performance, not exactly uh, his lines. For whatever reason. Yeah,
0: I mean, you I know, I don't
1: remember what he says, but I remember. I remember how he said them.
0: It was just over and over talking about his feelings. Yeah. And wow, this is great. It's such an opportunity.
1: Nobody wants
0: happy people, man. People want, they want conflicted people. Yeah. They're going to boo if you're happy. Why, they need to learn a lesson. 1996, The Rock, when he debuted Rocky Maivia, he was happy as can be. People no one liked him. him. No one liked exactly. him. Exactly. Look at Apollo Crews. Comes out happy. Nothing. Now, he's with Titus Brand. He's got motivation. He's got reason. Sometimes he's happy. Sometimes he's sad. Sometimes he's angry. Sometimes he's glad. You know what I mean? And sometimes he's all those things at the same time. <laughs> exactly. That's complexity. Hey, that's complexity. Good. It's not just, wow, I'm so happy. Another thing that kind of bugs me about the Kurt Angle thing is that Kurt Angle talks a lot about, I just want to be his father now. Well, he
1: has a father.
0: Even if in storyline it's his adoptive father, his adoptive father seems to be doing a pretty damn good job. So I don't really, I mean, it's it's weird. We'll see where it goes. Maybe
1: this is all the... the I was
0: really hoping Jason Jordan would lose last night.
1: Oh, yeah. But then I
0: saw it was Kurt Hawkins that he was facing. I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. You
1: know what I was kind of hoping? What? Uh, Jason Jordan would do the Angle slam.
0: Oh, me too. I want him to start taking on some of those Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. characteristics.
1: Characteristics. Yeah, what am I
0: doing? Um, I mean, he's always done the expose your boobies thing, which is, you know, advantageous. Yes. Because I don't think Chad Gable does that. I don't think so either. So it's kind of a Kurt Angle thing. Um, But Jason Jordan
1: should uh, yeah, angle slam.
0: I was going to do something on my phone, and I forgot what I was going to do. I know I was going to send you the pictures. I'll do that later. Yeah, do it later. I don't know what I'm looking at my phone here for, though.
1: I don't know either. (laughs) No, man. Anyways, show opened. Raw opened with Kurt Angle Mm -hmm. coming out, delivering a promo. He's going to come out and and say, first, his son, Jason Jordan, Mm -hmm. will be making his Raw debut tonight. There's a
0: booger on my computer.
1: That's gross. Yeah. Second, he was going to announce Brock Lesnar's opponent for SummerSlam, and right as he was about to say who it was, Braun! Braun C- Strowman comes out. Kudos to the AV people
0: because, you know, sometimes they cue that music a little bit late. I know. A little I was, late. I was right on point. This was, because exa- what would he have said if the music didn't, this, this really gave me some anxiety. Oh, yeah. What would he have said had the music not, you know what he should have done, that's placing a lot, talk about a trust exercise,
1: is, is take is a heavy sigh. Like, oh, like really, like, yeah. Like, you know,
0: he'd really thought about it. Do you think this is so stupid to even talk about? Do you think he had a contingency plan? A heavy sigh, some stuttering, maybe a left turn in his—you know—he he, tangent, he tangents in his thoughts. Did some? Did he have something in mind in case the music didn't hit?
1: Well, you know, if the music didn't hit right on cue, it would have been a matter of like three seconds late.
0: Yeah, I know, but dude, three seconds is a long time. I know, but you're he not was- going to
1: take a tangent in three seconds. Is my point.
0: You could do a heavy sigh. He can start. My point is, he can start a tangent. He says. He says. I've decided, it was very decisive, and he w- it was in the flow of the thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting, no, I know. So I said, I have this, decided that Brock Lesnar's opponent is going to be, and like, dude, right on the B. Yeah. Right when the word was going to start. So, I don't know. I'm just. Playing. They probably practiced. If I go out there, if I go out there, I've, I've got a contingency plan. Oh, I don't know about that. Do you?
1: No. No.
0: I'll trust my instincts. You're going to rely on the Yokel and AV? You're crazy. Oh, man, you're a fail. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so Braun comes out, and he says, uh, you know, I beat Roman Reigns. I eat people alive, basically. I want Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam.
1: Out comes Samoa Joe and says he's the only one that stood up to Brock Lesnar and lost
0: well, after one F 5 That You know, people can, that's, that's the thing that bugs the crap out of me, is that Samoa Joe could have come out and said, I had, it took four F5s to I keep know, me down. Know, Instead, you always go back to, your memory of him is... He took you down with one half five. I know.
1: You know? I know. That's the, the bummer about the finish of that match. Mm-hmm. Later on, he also said, I, I, I was the only person that went one-on-one with Brock Lesnar, which isn't true. Roman Reigns went one-on-one with Brock Lesnar. I that's feel pretty like pretty a one. lot of people have gone one-on-one with Well, a lot of people have, he went in that ring. In what ring? In the ring last night, during the segment. I'm oh. the only one here that's gone one-on-one with, with Brock Lesnar. Oh, 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 here. I got you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so Joe comes out, states his claim mm-hmm. to have a tile shot at SummerSlam. Out comes Roman Reigns. Man, the pop he gets these days, I'm not sure how to describe It's so, it's, it, it's,
0: if the point of Roman Reigns is that he elicits a response, they've got that bet on, because yeah. he does, for oh, better yeah. or worse, because yeah, I does. couldn't even, t- I was looking and I, I was like, that feels like a pop.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people that look like they had their arms up.
0: Feels like a pop.
1: Like they're happy to see him. It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little weird. Did you notice that too? A lot <laughs> of people in like. There are a, a lot of hands up. Yeah, a lot of celebratory poses. So they're happy to see Roman Reigns. I <laughs> think People are happy to see Roman Reigns. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. know. Maybe they're happy to see Roman Reigns in the same ring as Braun Strowman, because Braun Strowman usually beats up Roman Reigns. Well, that could be. Could I think
0: be. It's, just, it's been a hot feud. It's been a good feud. Yeah,
1: you know? it's done a lot of good for everybody I involved. I mean, because it's, like, it's, like it's not like it was a surprise he was coming out.
0: No. You know? um,
1: so they were all talking, and then Kurt Angle changes his mind. He says, I've changed my mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he says it's going to be a, a four-way yeah. match for the universal title at SummerSlam. It's going to be Brock, Braun, Joe, and Roman. That's great. I can't Confirm, wait. This be a is what we want. This is great. what we want. Yeah, this this will be fantastic. I can't wait. This is going to be really the least of the matches announced. There's two matches I really want to see at SummerSlam: mm-hmm. this and AJ Kevin Owens. Those are the two matches I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I'm still like. They can't,
0: <laughs> they can't screw up
1: another match. You, think, you would think. If it's going to be their
0: blow-off, they got to do it right. Dude, are
1: they overthinking things,
0: or was that indeed a botch? Wade no, Keller, no. According not. to Wade Keller, he said it was a botch. Everything, everything, else, backstage, everything,
1: else, everything else I've read says it wasn't.
0: Wade Keller said he has sources that say backstage it was a mess. It was like panic backstage. I Until until I heard that, I was thinking
1: it was not a botch. Yeah, because I think on... Cage side seats, or somewhere they said it wasn't because they had the music queued up, hit right when Owens won. Well, now they've got this dude back there
0: who can cue that music perfectly, but maybe he only works the raw shows. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a great mystery. I have no idea what to believe. I really don't because, uh, like, you said, up until this morning, I was like, I was thinking about it, thinking about it, like reading a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that wasn't a botch. It totally wasn't a botch. They just changed their minds like during the show. Apparently, that's what yeah, that's what Melger said, anyways. And then uh, and then yeah, Wade Keller said yeah, it was a mess. Panic backstage. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, people are losing their shit. Man. I don't know. <laughs> anyways, uh, layout uh, brawl. Uh, the locker room comes out. That oh, was a great line, though, when uh, uh, oh, Stroman he said, I just like to stack
1: bodies, which yeah. a fantastic line.
0: And Roman said, man, shut up,
1: and then punched him. <laughs> a brawl breaks out. Uh, security comes out. Braun Strowman throws a couple of them out of the ring. Mm-hmm. That one guy over the top rope took a nasty bump onto the mat. Oh, no God, I know. So the locker room empties out, tries yeah. to break that was everybody. was a esque he, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. he just launched them over the top launched. rope. That would have been a DQ in WCW for sure. At least in the oh, Watts era. era. Yeah. You know, I'll, Uh-oh. quick tangent. <laughs> We're yes. wa- I was watching Halloween Havoc this morning. Yes. And that's pre Bill Watts. Yeah. And they said anytime anybody went a to top rope, it was the ref's discretion whether that to disqualify the person what? or not. So the DQ predates Bill Watts. Oh my gosh. But at referee's discretion? Yeah. What do you think of the referee? It's like a precursor to the GoPro. I know, right? It's pretty it's neat. Great.
0: And Nick Patrick looked amazing with that giant with the helmet. Hockey, and the
1: hockey helmet on. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, the locker room comes out, tries to break everything up. Didn't really go as planned. Nope. Good statement. Anytime there's a brawl and it necessitates the entire locker room coming out to oh, break it's things fantastic. up, it's yeah. always People good. People have to break character because they're like, oh, heels man. and faces yeah, and galore. working
0: together to break up a fight. It's great. Exactly. Uh, next up, we got Elias Sampson. Uh, who's singing. I'm telling you, man, I think this guy knows what he's doing on guitar. I, You know what? And by the way, by the way, I do have to commend whoever's idea it was for Booker and Michael Cole to be totally on board the singing aspect of Elias Sampson just to troll the crap out of Corey Graves, yes. who is remaining in character from his NXT days. Yes. That is a stroke of genius and it just adds, that adds an extra little tiny layer of
1: entertainment. Yes. And I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, yeah, uh, Drifter's singing. Um, Finn Balor interrupts the song. Well, yeah, he amen. runs
0: down. He says he, he says about he says something about Finn Balor that he's like garbage or something. He says just like the people in this town. <laughs> God damn it, I love him. He's great. Uh, yeah, Finn Balor once again interrupts Elias Sampson. They've got a no DQ match tonight, right? You know yeah. What happened? Yeah. And uh, th- this match went on for a while. I had to like rewind it right, to watch it over because I turn it on and I was like, oh, time for me to go pick up Alabama from school. So I went and got got her. Came home, turned on like, uh she likes Labyrinth again these days, so I turned on that for her, went back out of the living room and was still was like, holy crap,
1: this match has been going on a little while. Yeah, it was a long match, it gave him a lot of time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good, a lot of good back and forth. Yeah. Chair got involved. Hey,
0: guess how old Elias Sampson is? 32. 29. Hmm. He looks 42. Anyways, continue.
1: Anyways, uh so uh Finn... Does the drop kick, sending Elias into the corner. Mm-hmm. He gets up on the top rope, ready to do a coup de grace. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt teleports into the ring <laughs> and uh, has uh, Finn Balor in Sister Abigail position. Yeah. Um, gives him the Sister Abigail, Yeah. Uh, the drifter, crawls, gets the pin on Finn Balor, mm-hmm. picks up the win, yeah. and uh, Bray Wyatt is in the corner doing his...
0: Man, look at me, man. I'm swept upside down, man. Upside down man. Wyatt
1: thing, just watching the whole pinfall. I'm
0: like a spider, but with less legs and the human upside down.
1: Did you see his little tweet about the Young Bucks? Yeah.
0: He said, The Young Bucks are good, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. He posted a picture on Twitter about the Wyatt family, too. Really? Yeah, a picture of all of them. What was that? It was today? A couple of days ago. Oh, right. do Yesterday, maybe. Nice.
0: That's rad. Bring them back. Um, anyways, yeah, so he just sort of hovers near Finn. Yeah. So I'm trying to creep, creep him out a little bit. We need, yeah, dude, next week we need to begin whatever the story is. We need yeah. to, why is he terrorizing Finn? I want details, motivation, motivation. Bray Wyatt motivation. I want a PowerPoint presentation of the specific reason why Bray Wyatt is bugging Finn Balor. Otherwise, I will give a shit not about their SummerSlam match. Okay.
1: Demon Valor has to be involved in some capacity. I
0: agree completely. You're just a man, but you're not a god, man. It's your demon, man. It says, I'm not a man. I'm a demon. Oh, man. Anyways, and then he burns down his house. He should burn his jacket. Ooh. <laughs> that, that's over the line, huh? That's worse than a man's house?
1: Oh, he didn't burn down a house. That was Randy Orton. Other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways. Anyways, next, uh, Kurt Angle was given an interview backstage. Yes. Um, in walks Emma. Yes. Um, she wants opportunities on Raw. hmm And Kurt Angle says, you want an opportunity? You get Nia Jax tonight.
0: Well, Emma threatens to, like, bang his son, right? She says, maybe I'll date Jason Jordan. And he's like, crikey. <laughs> You're not going to do that. You're going to take on N- Nia Jax. She says, all right, crikey. And so uh yeah that led to Emma versus Nijax later in the night. Yeah. Um then we had uh Enzo and Big Show backstage. Ooh, this is a sleeper angle of the month. Yeah, right really here. Perfume, and when I say sleeper really I means it puts me to sleep, yeah. not this
1: is a sleeper good thing. Yeah, I know, it's not very good so far. Yeah. Cuz we one thing, we all know where it's going. Yeah. It's going to be cast in Will! Will! that SummerSlam. You know what though,
0: here's the thing. Probably on the pre-show. I really love that Big Show Braun match from a little while ago yeah. on Raw. Yeah. Um, and I really like lo- You know, that was a good episode, and they really hyped up that match. Yeah. You know, they did the tail of the tape thing and everything. Um, and uh, Casper's a Big Show at SummerSlam. When Big Show is motivated... Big Show wants to... He wants to still be wrestling. Yeah. When he's motivated, and especially when he's motivated to put who he might view as a possible sort of heir apparent... Yeah.
1: Uh, ...over...
0: Could be a decent match.
1: It could be. Could be okay. One thing with Cass so far is is he's really inconsistent with his mean streaks. Oh yeah. Like the match last night. Yeah. Towards the tail end, he was getting mean. Yeah. On Enzo, and a little bit with Big Show. Yeah. But the first half of the match, it was like he was trying. It, was, it looked obvious that he was trying not to hurt Enzo. <sighs> this was not a good idea.
0: No, this was this was not a good idea. I'm sorry, but this is just it, this is not a good idea breaking up that tag team and then now the club is kind of acting facish last night yeah. a little bit Yeah, you know yeah, I, I, I get that you know we've seen Enzo and Cass versus the club before but I don't know man this this wasn't a good idea and this feud is proving it like why do we have Enzo versus Cass again really? Like, hasn't Enzo proved like what in his previous encounters with Cass okay it's like playing a video game it's like god damn all I gotta do is launch over that cliff and I'm almost there I can almost figure it out what in Enzo versus cast
1: so far has Enzo seen as, oh, yeah, no, I'm all, I almost got him? Well, he, he referenced that in his backstage statement with Big Show. What did he say? Uh, well, uh, Big Show advised him, don't do it again. And, and Enzo more or less said, you know, I have a good reason to do it. Nope, I don't have any reason. And then walks off. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But it's, it's a completely illogical step. Um, on his part, and Enzo acknowledges that.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's like, hey, this is, I'm just going in there head first. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so Enzo does a promo. Does that make
0: sense? Oh, that makes sense, though, man. Why would you go out, like, knowing? Like, does he think maybe, hey, maybe, he's like, hey, if he just keeps on kicking my ass, he'll eventually start to feel a bit guilty, and I'll get my friend back? I have no idea. Like, at a certain point, that's never been articulated. Cass seems to just love doing this. But like you said, though, you know, beginning of this match, Cass just doesn't exactly know
1: how to be mean yet. Yeah. Although that boot to win the match was vicious.
0: Oh, no, I know.
1: It's mostly because it was a really good sell from Enzo. Yeah,
0: no, I know. But you're right. I mean, he just doesn't... Cass is one of those, you know, we, we've we said... Here's the funny thing, dude. Like, we've said over and over again, when when you're uh, just a, a happy baby face and you got nothing else going for you, right? Like Jason Jordan, who hopefully will turn him heel. When you're a happy babyface, turning heel is like the best thing for you. Oh yeah, you know because it lets you. Cass, I never got the happy babyface thing from Cass. He just always seemed very amused by his friends. Well, and he was a amused, giant who could just murder everybody.
1: Amused and occasionally annoyed.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it was always kind of funny annoyed, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because half the time it seemed like he was legit. His reactions to Enzo's promos usually seem pretty legit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't do- oh, sorry. Go ahead. He was just himself. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And heel cast. It's just it's obvious that it's not even close to who he is. Yeah. Like he legitimately like watching him on like breaking ground. He just legitimately seems like a sweet guy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. Oh, no. It wasn't towards the end of this match with Enzo that uh, he started showing a mean streak. He was had uh, Enzo in the corner was mm-hmm. you know, beating him down a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, won the match with the boot to the face. Looked good. Yeah. Um, sorry.
0: Somebody in chat just said, can we please get a segment, Donnie Ray says, can we please get a segment where Kurt gives Jason
1: the talk about sex? Um, so then, uh, <laughs> well, whoa <well." laughs> comes down. Um, Cass threatens to break Enzo's neck. <laughs> God. Um uh, and then he throws Enzo into Big Show, mm-hmm. attacks Big Show, mm-hmm. uh, and then stands tall to end the segment.
0: Yeah. You know what they should do
1: for SummerSlam?
0: They should do one of those handicap matches where the faces get the handicap. get the Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those make no sense. This no. dude makes no sense. No. Uh, let's see here. Next up we had an Alexa Bliss interview. She was talking about how uh, through her uh, scheming she's going to – uh, break up the friendship of Bailey and Sasha Banks. I mean, that just means having
0: them fight for number one contendership. That's not really a lot of scheming. No. You know.
1: But that match was good, man. Yeah, well, it was. It was really there's good. Some
0: slapping going on. There's some. There's some good shit in that match.
1: Yeah. There's some decent storytelling going on.
0: Uh, but next up, we had Emma versus Nia Jax. Uh, mainly just a squash match. Yeah. Nia Jax won this pretty quickly. for Yeah. Her she did a new a new move. I like this. SummerSoul went on. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: cool, man. I that like this. Awesome. And the commentary sold it perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were like,
0: whoa, what was that? That was cool.
1: I like that Nia Jax has gone through four or five different finishers. I know, me too. I know. It's good. Oh. And then now, if she establishes each of them, mm-hmm. she could literally win a match five different ways. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It makes things unpredictable. Yeah. Um, after that, Akira Tozawa was giving an interview, mm-hmm. um, uh, talking about his match uh, last night that he was going to have against Arya Divari. Yeah. Titus O'Neil
0: comes in. Oh, I like, the, I, like, I like this whole thing here. Yeah. I like this whole thing. This is good.
1: Um, he says, I had the match canceled because I don't want your shoulder to get injured mm-hmm. further. Yeah. And uh, Tozawa was up, upset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he storms off, um, goes uh, through the curtain, down the ramp. Uh, Titus is following him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they have a bit of an altercation in the ring where Tozawa pushes Titus. Yeah. Um, and then Tozawa cuts a promo. Neville comes out. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Cuts a promo. Yeah. Fantastic stuff all yeah. around. Uh, they brawl. Tozawa gets the upper hand, hits the top rope, senton. Out comes Divari Yeah. And attacks both of them. Yeah. Gives them both the uh,
0: hammerlock lariat. Yeah. So I whatever. thought it was rad, man. I like that it was Davari attacking everybody I know, I and know. not just Davari and Neville teaming up because they're bad. I know. I thought it made Daivari
1: look really, really cool. Oh yeah. I was really
0: happy about this. So I think on two oh five live we're getting Daivari versus Neville. Oh cool. I think. I think that's what I saw.
1: That'll be good. I could be wrong. That around. and then there's the, the tag match with it's uh, T J P and partner versus Rich Swan and partner. Yeah, that should be good. So that'll be good too. Yeah, good stuff on two hundred five live. Hopefully, hopefully.
0: All right. So next up after that, we had uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Of course, these two have had legendary matches, legendary takeover matches. Larson, yes. Um, and uh, there was some cool stuff here. Yeah, I like this match. It's a good match. Like when, whenever you get Bailey versus Sasha Banks, this is look. I have no idea. I have no idea if they're gonna. So Bailey went over here. Yeah. Right. And it was a cool sequence too because Sasha went for uh, the frog, the Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Yeah, and uh, hit it, hit it the
1: pin. And I guess she was putting too much torque on her cover, mm-hmm. so that allowed Bailey to to reverse it, yeah. into a pin of her own and got the win.
0: But there is some cool stuff here. So like, the, you know, th- throughout there was like I think a uh, like a YouTube video or some crap like that where Sasha was walking in before Raw and she was talking about you know being able to dominate Bailey. Um, earlier there was like a backstage thing. Oh, we didn't mention that, did we? Oh, well, we? we
1: just got to that. We didn't get to the match. Match hasn't happened yet. We're at the back oh, that's stuff.
0: backstage. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they were talking backstage.
0: I just, I don't look at your entire notes. I, I know. See, oh, Bailey, Sasha Banks, they fought. They're backstage. They're saying they're going to beat each other. Next up, we had Dean and Seth Rollins backstage. and uh,
1: Dean uh, saying he still doesn't trust Seth Rollins. I don't trust you, Seth Rollins.
0: Next up, we had Bailey versus Sasha Banks.
1: You know what I like about the, the beginning of this match, mm. especially on Bailey's part, is, is she was trying to win with roll-ups pinning combinations yeah 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 she wasn't really doing moves
0: well it was no it was kind of cool you're right there was there was sort of an evolution of the match where about 75 percent of the way into it it got personal like they started yeah, getting yeah. pissed off at each other they started opening open, open once they got slapping each other really physical yeah exactly and that was cool it was like
1: oh it's gonna be like this now is it yeah you know but the first part of it was was literally they were just trying to find a, 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 a I won't say easy, a convenient way to pin their opponent for a quick win. Right, they don't want to hurt their
0: friend. Exactly. And I like that. Like, I like that as opposed to Bailey doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yes. I mean, because by the end of this match, she was being physical. Right, exactly. Like, let's see if we can get through this and still maintain our friendship. But at the end of the day, they both want their title more.
1: competitive people. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, So let's talk about uh, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey at SummerSlam.
1: Well, I guess if they want to finish the story, they started telling earlier in the year where where Bailey didn't have a mean streak. in commentary uh, talked about this last night. and They said this is this looks like a different Bailey. Yeah. So um, I assume if Bailey is going to win, that's the direction they're going to head. And she did like a post, uh, like a raw fallout video on their
0: YouTube also, where she said she very specifically said there's going to be no Kendo sticks. That stuff is not allowed. And so I really think I really hope. That one of the goals here is, and look, I think that ever since her sort of fall off, ever since the kendo stick match and her kind of fall off, a lot of people, you know, we heard insider reports or whatever that they were going to bury Bailey. and look, she's in the title match Mm -hmm. at SummerSlam. I think there's a good chance of her winning this thing. And I think that they're on a good road here. Now, I say that, and I'm probably jinxing the situation because I could totally see them with Alexa Bliss's character the way it is and now that she's going to be on Total Divas, that's been announced. Them playing up some shitty soap opera angle as opposed to simply focusing on the wrestling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Bailey's deal should be her trying to evade Alexa Bliss's sort of mind games, but not dipping into the well of "Oh, Bailey, you're just a child whose dad." You said I don't want any of that shit, and I'm hoping. The fact that they acknowledged a week after that, Bailey, this is your life segment. How
1: awful it was. How yeah. bad it
0: was. Maybe they understand. We should stay away from this and stick to the wrestling. Yeah. You know? I hope so. Like, if they make this all about Bailey sort of establishing, hey, I'm a much better wrestler than you are. I
1: don't recall Bliss on commentary last night saying anything uh, like that. Uh, referencing, <sighs> you know, uh, Bailey's kind of childlike nature. In
0: her interview, she was, I mean, she, she, it's Alexa Bliss. She's going to be condescending regardless. Yes. But there was nothing overt about
1: yeah. that. Yeah, neither in the interview or, or Alexa on commentary Right, exactly. They didn't so, go to that part of the, of the previous story at all. Yeah,
0: so hopefully they just stick with that. I I mean, if it, it's kind of reflective a little bit of what's going on over on SmackDown. You have one veteran and one person they're trying to establish. Yeah. And then over here you've got Bayley, who knows what she's doing in the ring, and Alexa Bliss, who still is a little ways off from that. Um, I think that we're going to have on SmackDown, the face is going to win, and I think on Raw... Uh, the face is going to win as well, mm-hmm. challenger and champion. Mm-hmm. So. Next, Kurt Hawkins' interview. <laughs> as soon as he – man, we didn't know who was going to be facing Jason Jordan until Kurt Hawkins' interview of his. Yeah. Because ah! I was like, okay, how are they going to do this Jason Jordan thing? Either he's going to put together some wins to kick things off, or they're immediately going to go south, and it's like, uh-oh, where do we go from here? That could, That starts off some drama. Yeah. When as soon as Curt Hawkins oh, showed up, you knew, oh my you knew god, exactly who's going to win that? Oh, match. this is going to be an easy win for oh yeah, young Jason Engel um, So uh, yeah. Anyways, Curt Hawkins. Who cares what he said. Uh, next up we had the actual match, and uh, Jason Jordan won with a pop-up neckbreaker. Yeah, I'm a fan of any
1: neckbreaker. Yeah, you like your neckbreakers.
0: I, I like honestly. I just like when look Jason Jordan's really good in the ring. Yeah, he is. I like when he just starts throwing people around. Oh, me too. Yeah, I love those like those wrestling dudes who come from wrestling and they can throw people around. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun because
1: he can throw people far.
0: Oh yeah, yeah that cool. uh,
1: overhead belly to belly. Wow.
0: Yeah, dude. Sometimes overhead, belly to belly, look like they can be very dangerous. Yeah. But so with him, he just tosses them. Oh, I know. Plenty of time to get your neck tucked yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. And do the full flip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had... Yeah. 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 The rival. rival. We're uh, going to be interviewed by Charlie. Dude, I freaking love when these guys are being interviewed.
1: Oh, I They're know. They're so good. Scott Dawson says, you know, Charlie, you're good at your job, but we got it from here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So they start talking. Out come the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, call them nerds top nerds, called them nerds, but here's the thing,
0: <laughs> I missed that, that's funny, top nerds, um, they're, you know, using the phrase good brother, and they said, Washington, D.C. is a good brother town, whoa, hold on, that's a face thing, Yep. when you bring, when you are inclusive of the town you're in, or not derisive of the town you're in, that is firmly in the face playbook, Larson, do we see, is this a, is this a face club, or does a face... Exist above face heel dynamic.
1: I feel like they should exist above face heel dynamic. They should just be the club. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a face promo.
0: It's hard not that you can't these guys, you can't get these guys can't get healed. People like the club. I know they want to be a part of the club. Yeah, it's a club. Everybody wants to be in a club, right? Yeah, right now, if you could choose one club to be a part of, what club would you be in? Of any club, any club in the world. What club would you be in? Wow, I have to think about that. Yeah, it's a big decision to make. L.I.J.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Do you speak the native language of L.I.J. Dejapone? No. I don't see that. It would be too weird. I, I feel like, what do they do when they hang out anyways? What do you think they do when they hang out? They probably just hang out. Well, I know taking ticking time bomb goes to like Disneyland. Well, he, when he was here, he went to Disneyland yeah. with Daryl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what club would I want to be in. Like, I like what is that one club called? What is it? Skull and Bones? Oh, at Yale? Yeah, at Yale. Yeah. Get to meet a lot of very, like, powerful people. You want to do that? Maybe influence world policy. You want to do that? That'd be fun, right? Or Bullet Club. Either one. They're both the same.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we had uh, a match. Revival versus the club, man. Yeah. Uh, and Decent uh, match and Yeah, decent back and forth. Uh, Revival are setting up to hit uh, Shatter Machine on Carl Anderson. And then the Hardys come out, uh-huh. um, try to distract the Revival. Instead, they distract the Club. Mm-hmm. So the Rev- Revival does ending, hit, end up hitting. I can't talk. Sorry. The Revival does hit Shatter Machine on Carl Anderson. Picks up the win afterwards. Revival and the Hardys brawl. Yeah. So is this is this going to be some sort of four corners tag team match for the titles? Who would be the fourth corner? The champions. Cesaro. Oh, Seamus. Yeah, that's
0: right. Hardys. Oh,
1: because it showed them in the, the Revival yeah, 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 yeah. and the Club.
0: Uh, okay, look. Here's my thing. Mm. I'm all for that. I think. I think I'm all for that because it's the rival revivals in there, and Cesaro and Seamus are in there, and I like Cesaro, and the clubs in it. I think I'm all for that. Okay. But then you also have a four. How many? You also have a fatal four-way for the Universal. I five. know. Oh, but then you might have New Day versus Uso, so that sort of balances Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, all right. You have
1: a singles match for the WWE title. I'm good with all that. Singles match for the US title, maybe a triple threat for the Intercontinental title. If all okay, I will say this: if
0: the revival bring to the table what we know they can bring to the table, adding to any multiple tag team tag match, their distinctive brand of creativity then I am all for this. Oh, of course. You know? Because I think they're kind of an X-factor in that regard. I think that they can come up with some really cool shit. Yes. I think the Hardys have proven with their feud with uh, the Young Bucks, for example, yeah. prior to their latest in WWE, that they can bring some creativity
1: yes. to any man. We know uh, Cesaro especially. Uh, Cesaro especially. Sheamus and Cesaro can do some creative stuff.
0: I want to see some cool we shit. We keep
1: hearing that Carl Anderson is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, it's great. Uh,
0: so, uh, Shinsuke
1: Instagrammed a picture of of, okay, it
0: was probably like 2009, I want to say. I don't know, something. A baby-looking Shinsuke, a baby-looking Finn Balor, because it's his birthday, and Carl uh, Anderson all in a picture together from probably five, six years ago, seven years ago. And Carl Anderson looks the exact same. The other two look like babies, <laughs> but he looks the exact same. Anyways, uh, so next up we had The Miz and his Miztourage backstage, and they're just sort of hyping each other up. Everybody's getting hyped up for their big match against the
1: she- Yes which was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. two-thirds of the shield, reu- yeah. reuniting for the first time in three years. Mm-hmm. Made a major point of mentioning that many times against The Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. Yeah, yeah. Fun enough match. No, this was a fun match. I think it was notable
0: most for its, it, for its the, the amount of chemistry that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose oh, still have. It's easy to forget just how good they were as a tag oh, yeah. team and to see them in there with each other. The chemistry is unbelievable. Yep. It really is. Yep. Like the, the suicide dives in tandem. Yeah, in unison, yeah. All just like, like the the quick, you know, the the quick tags, the quick like playing off each other. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun to watch that stuff. And the crowd was eating up. It was really good. And then at the end, so they went over and at the end, um, uh, yeah. they, they celebrated. They, they hugged and high-fived. And then Seth... But the, uh, the, the L.I.J., I mean, the Shields Fist. Ambrose walked away. But he didn't look, he didn't stare at it and walk away. He tried to act a little bit like he didn't notice it. You know what I mean? Like, he, can't, he it was obvious that he saw it. Yeah. But he was trying to make it feel like, I'm not ready for this right now. Yeah. But I don't want to offend you because it's a good moment that we're having right now. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was the most... Interesting Dean Ambrose moment we've seen in probably three years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I really, really like that moment. So, so what are um, we
1: thinking for the Intercontinental title? Triple threat? Are we thinking a number one contender match between Dean and Rollins? I'm so, I so want to say that we're still going to get a heel Ambrose. I really want to say that.
0: I don't, I think that he's going to, I think it's going to be the kind of thing where, I'll put it this way. I think it would be incredibly true to what they want his character to be or what his character should be for him to turn heel based on his emotional trauma that Seth Rollins inflicted upon him. So this week he kind of acts like it doesn't exist, but when forced to confront it, he acts out in a heelish manner. Yeah. I think that should be the motivation for his heel turn because it's a lot more complex than, you know, just, Oh, you wronged me. I'm going to wrong you. It's, I'm not ready for this, and I'm going to act out in a violent way. Which but is a little different.
1: Yeah. And what if, what if part of that is uh, there's a match? They have a match for the more Contendership Intercontinental Title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seth wins. Yeah. Wins the title, the title that was Dean's for so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, and Dean feels that's yet another betrayal. Yeah. Like that's my title. Yeah. It should be around yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally. Have it.
0: Yeah. That could be. Could be something like that. That could be good.
1: Um, and then Miz
0: could just sort of, Miz is really good when he's in the middle.
1: Oh, he's good at egging people
0: on. Yeah, and he's really good at egging people on, and when he's in the middle of two bigger personalities or two things that are happening that he's not a part of, he's really good at sort of just laying it all out there for everybody.
1: Yes, you know, but letting the two principals really be the ones that go out. Yeah, I think
0: that could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. Um, anyways, we have a question thread up from our uh, patrons. Yes.
1: First, Michael Berry. <clears throat> what two Raw wrestlers do you think could put on the best possible Punjabi prison match? One of them I'm going to say Cesaro. Seth Rollins.
0: Cesaro and Seth Rollins. There you go.
1: Uh, Nathan Raglin. Let's say Finn <laughs> demon decides to take another vessel. Who would you like to have Finn's demon persona? And wouldn't that
0: throw a wrench into the uh, Angle Jason Jordan thing if Jason Jordan started coming out as the demon? Angle's like, what the freak is going on here? <laughs> Jason Jordan, that's my answer. <laughs> Can't really beat that. Yeah, or Chad Gable. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm a singles guy now, so I'm going to be the D. Hey, that'd be good, man. They would always do like silly things together like back in NXT. That'd be good. Uh,
1: Marcius Mark. Hey, friendos. Who do you think sent those text messages threats to Kurt and Corey? Um, I thought they kind of explained that.
0: Who do you think sent those text messages to Kurt and Corey? Didn't they say... I thought Corey said there was... Was it Big Cass? Who was
1: it? I thought they explained that. Maybe not. I don't think he did. That's weird.
0: I think it was just... um, I thought it was just uh, like sources...
1: But I thought I thought I thought during the reveal of Kurt's secret when he announced that Jason George was his son that that uh, at least partially I thought it, I thought Kurt said that it was uh, maybe not I thought he said something like Jason George was texting both of them not like a threatening manner but was like just communicating with both Corey Graves or a mutual friend or something right when he explained it at the reveal and I could be completely misremembering this it wasn't as if. Because the way they framed the whole thing at the beginning,
0: mm-hmm. he was being blackmailed.
1: Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when 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 you know when he finally made the announcement, it wasn't anything like that at all. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a situation where at first they were going to go uh, one route and then at the end decided not to do that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess if, if the idea was that Kurt was getting threatening text messages, yeah, that was never explained. I could be completely misremembering and if anybody in... Pay- Patreon chat here remembers exactly how it went, please.
0: Yeah, I'm se- I'm seeing if anybody's actually paying attention to the show because I'd have figured by now somebody would have said something.
1: <laughs> well, they're a few <laughs> seconds behind. They're me.
0: all they're all talking amongst themselves, I think that's just fine. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh ooh. Alex Foster, the fat bastard champ Alex Foster. If WWE were to make Del Taco commercials, who should star in them? Because of course Bailey was in that Sonic commercial. Yeah. I love those sonic integrations when it's just like them in the in the locker room. Oh, I know. But it's like in a slightly better camera they're using. Or maybe the same camera, just a different uh, <laughs> angle. Maybe the <laughs> shutter angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you see the latest sonic commercials with, uh, who's that, Zach, uh, who's the big dunker now in the NBA?
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach Levine.
0: Levine, is yeah. that it? Yeah. You see a sonic commercial with him? No. It was pretty funny. He said, let's get a. Uh, it's the two guys, the two Sonic guys, yeah. and they're sort of like a sports commentary desk thing. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, we're here with the NBA's best dunker, Zach Levine. Let's take a look at some of his best dunks. And it's just like video footage of different
1: sandwiches that they offer. <laughs> okay, uh, X-ray, got X ray vision. Uh oh, what? It says regarding the, the texting thing um, says he took it as Jason mm. Jordan texting them both and confiding in Corey. That's okay. why I took it too. All right. Very good. Uh, let's see here. Oh, sounds good.
0: Broken Jason, Jacob, sorry, Broken Jacob Omega says, Returning patron here. Thanks, Jacob. He says, glad to be back. Uh, He says, name four of your favorite shows on WWE Network. And name one that you guys would want to be a part of or, or host. Would you not want to take over uh, Pete's job on uh, Bring It to the Table?
1: You mean both of us or just me? No, both of us. Dude, look. So it would be Corey, just you. Well, I mean, I, where you go, I go, and where I go, you go. Well, let me clarify. So it'd be Corey, you, and I, and JBL. Yes. Okay. It'd be great. All right. Five. No good. No, it's fine. Okay. I said it's fine. What hard hitting questions would you ask?
0: JBL, why are you so punch happy?
1: Yeah. Do <laughs> you feel bad about what you did to the blue meanie?
0: We would only talk about the blue meanie incident.
1: I know. Five favorite. <laughs> Network shows? Yeah. Uh, NXT, 24, uh, probably Legends. You really like that show. Table for Three. I love Legends. So
0: minor, minor, yeah. Well, let's take the wrestling, actual wrestling shows off. Okay. Because okay, NXT, that's just wrestling. Okay. Um, for me, it's Table for Three. Yeah, Legends.
1: and Breaking Ground was really good. I hope they do more oh, that. Oh, Breaking
0: Ground was great. Man, twenty
1: four is really good. The little documentaries they do are always really. No, good. No, I like I like twenty four too. I like. This. I haven't watched yeah. the angle one yet, but I want to.
0: Uh, let's see here. Okay, interesting question, Eddie Jose Guevara Minivar. How much do you guys enjoy the WWE product as of now compared to five years ago? So five years ago was twenty twelve. I think we were doing Tree Woe back then. Yeah. Um. So back then in 2012, let's do this really quick. Let's take a trip back. Uh, WWE SummerSlam 2012. Let's see what was. Let's see what was on the horizon at this time. Five years ago. Okay. The matches there, there were okay. Um, Cesaro was taking on Santino Marella for the United States Championship in the pre-show. So. Okay, Chris Jericho versus Dolph Ziggler, who had Vicky Guerrero in his corner. Daniel Bryan defeated Kane, so the Daniel Bryan thing was happening. Yeah. The Miz defeated Rey Mysterio for the Intercontinental Championship. Sheamus defeated Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship. <sniffs> R-Truth and Kofi Kingston defeated the Primetime Players for the Tag Team Championships. We like the Primetime Players. Oh, yeah. Uh, CM Punk defeated Big Show and John Cena for the WWE Championship. So that was that was my personal favorite WWE Championship run of the modern era. Yeah, was CM Punk. Yeah, I loved every split second of that.
1: Main event was Lesnar versus Triple H. Yeah, I remember watching this show.
0: Yeah, I I vaguely remember it.
1: Remember the main event.
0: Um. If I turn it on right now, it'd probably come all flooding back to me. Uh, I think I I, I prefer the product now as a whole. I think the wrestling is better.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You got guys like Kevin Owens. You got guys like AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. uh, You got a freaking hour of amazing television called NXT. You've got an hour of fantastic wrestling called 205 Live. You got the brand split so everybody gets a bit more time to breathe. Yep. Hard to argue that I, I I actually like today's product a lot better. However, man, I really love me some CM Punk. I tell yeah, really you what,
1: I really did. Ty Dingleberry, fantasy, great name. Fantasy book. Kurt Hawkins fulfilling his gimmick potential and telling Kurt Engel to face the facts that Jason Jordan is not his son. Well, you would need Kurt
0: Hawkins to have, which I think would actually might be mildly amusing. Here's the thing. Kurt Hawkins is actually pretty decent on the mic. Kurt Hawkins is actually very good on the mic. He's very comfortable. He's very comfortable. Very confident. Yeah, give him, and I know we should hate these. Give him his own Miz TV esque yeah. segment. I could see him as a noodler, you know, because yeah. I mean Miz does that really well right now. But Miz is also just you know he's just a really top talent guy. If you have Kurt Hawkins doing a sort of Maury Povich style. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama, you know, salaciousness. Yes, it could be really stupid. Might be mildly entertaining. Yeah, though. it could be really funny. So I would say that.
1: Uh, let's see here, Tommy T. So, uh, hey, friendos. So recently, I made my indie wrestling debut. Oh man! And I met Shane Douglas and Abyss.
0: Whoa! When cool. I was
1: talking to Shane Douglas, he said one of the main problems with WWE product right now is that they don't have legitimate veterans to work with guys new to the WWE. To get the fans to see them as legitimate, he also said they focus too much on three-week storylines instead of actual uh, depth and stories. So his question is, do you guys agree with his assessment on the product? The the second part of that yes, assessment, definitely. I definitely consider, yeah, it's
0: it's obvious that they don't have solid plans. Hey, let's book out six months in advance and see everything through to the end. There is, I believe, too much last-minute shifting around yes. of things. And we
1: see on 205 Live, what they do really well is take their time with stories. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it seems like there's a vision. They see the vision through to the end. There have been multiple four-month storylines
0: yeah. on 205 Live. Yeah. And here's the thing. If something isn't working two months in, like we've seen with Austin Aries, we both agree, they wanted that title on Austin Aries, but they saw what was working, and that mm-hmm. was Neville, mm-hmm. and he was working great. Man, I, freaking Neville... His promo last night, after being gone for two weeks, holy crap, he's good. Yeah, he is good. He's so good. When you see something that's working on two or five live, they ran with it. They yep. just didn't drop the title Austin Aries because it didn't make any sense. Neville's too good. Yeah. So on in in that respect, we've seen how it can work really really well. Yes. Um. So with that respect, I don't know really enough to. I mean, in terms of the, they don't have enough legitimate veterans to work with guys new to the WWE. To get the fans to see them as legitimate, I I don't have an assessment on that. I don't know.
1: I mean, there's there are veterans like like Big Show, mm-hmm, yeah, the uh, talents they could use to help get younger guys over. But a lot of them are so established mm-hmm. that they can't be taking losses to up and comers. Well, here I mean that's the
0: thing. I don't understand. Or there or, or
1: like on like Seth Rollins on Raw is super protected. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a veteran. Yeah. I mean, he's not. You know, he's been on. You know, be television for ten years, but he's been around for five. Well, does he mean okay? Is, 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 does it mean, mean talents like Big Show,
0: like Dolph, or does he mean guys who are in the back? Well, I guess legitimate to fans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is his point they need to be jobbing out Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns? You know, is that mm-hmm. do they need more of that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Big Show and cast is a good example, yeah. but they're, that's like kind of singular right now. It's not really yes. happening a lot of places. No. So I don't I don't necessarily know if I mean do you want to see guys like the Big Show coming in and jobbing to be, I mean, in in the in the case of Cass I guess it might kind of work but it's so telegraphed.
1: Well, I think with Big Show it just happens so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That now the problem is is is, is any time he takes on a younger talent you assume
0: yeah, he's going
1: to take the loss.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is that if you bring it in and who else really can return. That's a veteran, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who else can do that? Yeah, well? I know. There's not a lot of returns left. Like, they brought Kurt Angle in. Let's say they, you know, groom him. He'd. I mean, they brought Sting in. They jobbed him out to Triple H, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they did job him out to Seth Rollins, but, you know, that was just a sad match.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good match until he hurt his neck.
0: I know, and then it got really sad. Yeah, I know. Because it was like, oh, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. Oof. I just don't know who else can come in as a veteran and, like, you know are they bring Alberto Del Rio back. I mean, if they bring in Rey Mysterio, I think you're going to start jobbing him out. No. You know,
1: you know who I think fills that role really well, mm-hmm. and he's on the main roster, though, is Cassius Ono.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he wins when, when it makes sense, and if he needs to put a guy over, he will. Yeah, totally. Um, let's see here. Uh,
0: Man, Nightcrawler has one that's been. Upvoted six times. Let's see what he says. My question is, what superstars from the past would have been fired if the WWE then was run like the WWE now? He says, some I thought of for sure Shawn Michaels and Ultimate Warrior. So these days, wrestlers individually, sort of the newcomers or from the past five years, let's say, NXT and on, Rollins and on, have less power, less stroke, just probably by design, mm-hmm. I would think. Mm-hmm. Like when Ryback claims that Triple H said, we don't want another Cena, we both speculated that he meant we don't want somebody with that much stroke. Yeah, they certainly, how things yeah he
1: interpreted it as they don't want people, anybody else to have that kind of mainstream crossover appeal, Yeah, which is the furthest thing for the truth. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because we see how seen it is with popping ratings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think? I guess the, the the question is for one thing, could the click have run roughshod over today's product? Let's say Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're the new click. Maybe mm-hmm. another two other guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could they run roughshod over today's WWE? Here's my thing. Okay, so from the Clicks point of view, they always just say that, "Hey, we were guys." I kind of think that the Click just turned into everything because they were just guys who were really, really into the business.
1: They were really ambitious, but then they they always say in interviews like they would hear stuff, uh, people would say stuff backstage, and they would just start doing it because people were saying they already did it. Mm-hmm, yeah, just because it was funny to them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Right. So it you know might be a situation where things kind of snowballed simply because they had there's a perception of them backstage people talk about the perception and then they just decide to become that perception
0: mm-hmm, yeah yeah I don't know I mean I think everybody these days that come that that they bring in from the indie ranks anyways I think it's just it's just a different business nowadays yeah, it really I don't is. know,
1: but I guess it also depends on why you know like Shawn Michaels in his first run, had a, you know, reportedly a terrible attitude. Well, yeah, was you really difficult to work yeah, with. Yeah, you
0: don't hear you don't hear a lot of like when you hear people have bad attitudes. Like generally, it's not pushed. Yeah. So I do think that there is, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me. Like you know, the younger, the generation now, they just seem more. I don't know. I want to say smarter about how they go about things about their business. Seems that way. more professional. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, I think they're groomed that way though.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I think was, what, whether, it, whether it's through their own work on the independent ranks or going through NXT.
0: Well, look at what happened in NXT. Hugh Morris was there hazing people. They got rid of him. Billy, Well, Billy Gunn was because, I think, steroids, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was taking uh, performance enhancers. But
0: they replaced uh, 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 Hugh Morris with uh, Matt Bloom, mm-hmm. with Albert. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts and everything we've seen in The Breaking Ground, it's a very professionally run thing. They have yes. William Regal there, you yes. know? Like, it's a very professionally run thing. Like, people are supposed to, they're, they're taught to take care of your business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I just don't think I don't know if that kind of culture would exist now. Um, who would have been fired from back then? I don't know, probably the Clique.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like some. I could, yeah, I could totally see something like yeah, Ultimate Warrior. He wouldn't get by today. Maybe he was
1: fired back then. <laughs> so most was. certainly he would be fired <laughs> he was, today. Absolutely. Hamza Halal, do you guys think WWE should have a yearly cruiserweight classic like New Japan has, best of the Super Juniors? And if so, what should the winner get? a title shot, or just a trophy. I think it'd be cool if they had an uh, uh, annual
0: tournament. I think it'd be rad if they had an annual Cruiserweight Classic tournament. But they seem to want to do tournaments for different...
1: It like genres, genres like well, it? Well, I guess? I don't, don't know, know how how they want to they do these
0: tournaments to kick off new programs.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. That seems to be the idea. Yeah. And they did that with the Cruiserweight Classic. But they haven't really done it with anything else.
0: They seem to want to do it with the UK tournament. We have they no idea what's going on. on yeah.
1: Um... No, I think it'd be great to have an annual tournament. Neither it'd be interesting if it were a mix of people already on the roster plus oh, people they brought sure. in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd you know, great. do a full 32-person field, have the champion in it. Yeah. And if you win, you get a title shot. Why not? They should do like a
0: they should do a rookie tournament, like people who have only been in pro wrestling for like 3 years or
1: less, mm-hmm. and they call it the Field of Green. <laughs> for, like, uh, Ring of Honor's Top Prospects oh. tournament,
0: huh? Oh, man, it's got to be better than that, dude. There's some dudes like, hey, here's Steve here from Sacramento, California. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Goodness gracious. Um, yes, Brock without the K Lesnar says, are you disappointed that Jason Jordan isn't using the ankle lock or angle slam? Yes. That's going to happen. Yes. I guarantee you that's going to happen.
1: Yes, definitely should.
0: Uh, the TGX says... Would you rather have a shit build to a great pay-per-view or a great build to a shit pay-per-view? I'd always take the great pay-per-view. I'll always take that.
1: Yep. Always. There's been a lot of times where the build to a pay-per-view hasn't been good. Mm -hmm. But since the show's good, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It still pays
0: off. CM Punk finds it insulting. says, I've always believed that Taz would have been a multiple-time WWE champion. Had he been six one instead of just five nine, who are some former WWE wrestlers that would have gotten a bigger push had they been four inches taller? Every, uh, I think I've heard from like several places that Xavier Woods would totally be a multi multiple time WWE champion at this point had if he's like you know 6'3 mm-hmm. six three or six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only one that comes up. I mean, Daniel,
1: Daniel Bryan probably been taken yeah. more seriously in the eyes of the WWE executives if he were a couple inches sure, taller. Yeah. How tall? How tall is the Sammy Vane?
0: Uh, I don't know. I want to like
1: say five, th- eleven, six foot. Maybe? Yeah, I would say six feet. I will find out. Six one. Okay, that sounds about right. You want to do more questions? Oh. Oh what? Uh, power rankings. You haven't done any power rink. Oh, we got to do, do a power. Ranking. Question is, question in James. Freakin' Wade, power rankings, what's next for Braun after Roman and after Lesnar leaves? Um, he says his number one would be Joe. That's mean they don't turn it into a Dean and Miz situation. So power rankings, what's next for Braun after SummerSlam? Essentially.
0: Number one, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. It has to be mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that. I really want to see that. Assuming
1: Reigns wins the title at SummerSlam, that'll leave Braun and Joe. Mm -hmm. feud for a couple months at least. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun.
0: I would say uh, Joe Ambrose, assuming he doesn't turn heel. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt.
0: Ooh. That's like a number five for me in terms of if I think it's going to happen, but it's like number two if I wanted to have it happen. Yes. Uh, I could see them going with Rollins. I could maybe see them going with Finn. They're all the top guys.
1: Bray Wyatt, number two. There you go. Bray Wyatt. see what do. they should do.
0: It's time, Larson. It's time. It's time. Who won the vote?
1: I saw who it was.
0: Oh, uh, Jason Jordan won. At first, very hand, yeah, like the first four votes, the first like four votes in the first like of like six out of eight are all for Jason Jordan. Yeah. So I assume he won. Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, K-Fabe Corners, the greatest trivia challenge there is. At the $10 Patreon mark, you can vote. We put up two names every week. This week I put up Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle, and then we then base use that wrestler to come up with 12 names, uh, some real, some fake, and then two trivia questions. This week's list is based off of Jason Jordan. Some of these are real names. Some of these are fake names. And Larson's going to try to figure out which is which.
1: I don't feel very good. Last with my week, odds. I took a
0: big dump. You
1: got five last week. Ooh,
0: it was bad. Oh. oh, I completely lost track of who's ahead. But it's all in good fun these days. Yeah, we have a hard time coming up with like punishments for wins and losses for things. So it's like, hey, you know what? If just if if, if I go through a lot of weeks where I feel like I've done bad, it's like oh, I'm probably losing. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Okay. Number one. One. Checkers. Real. Fake. Abraham, Abraham Saddam. Fake. Real. A.W. Real. Very good. Floyd Briscoe.
1: Fake. Very good.
0: Raj Ali. Fake. Very good. Sean Spears. Real. Very good. M. Hardwood. <laughs>
1: Fake. <laughs> Very good.
0: What do you mean fake? That's a great name. It is. should be real. It's it
1: an obvious fake name, though. The girl from Colombia. Real. Um,
0: fake. It's actually the girl from Mexico. And guess who the girl from Mexico was?
1: Trent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that the greatest thing ever?
1: <laughs> Trent's up there with uh, Edge as far as doing neat things. Oh, my God. I love Trent. Devil Hills. Fake. Very good.
0: Actually, a town in North Carolina. Jason O'Mara, real, uh, fake, but he's a real actor. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I've been before. Yeah, Wesley Holliday, real, very good. Seven. Oh wow, good. Jenny O'Beal, fake, uh, real. Oh, I feel like that was fake. Do I even write down these like I don't even? You know, I'm not even sure if I put down if they're fake or real correctly or not. I'm not sure. All right. So basically, this is just you guessing what I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Seven. All right. Let's even get these trivia questions. <sighs> yeah, that last one was fake.
1: Okay, so I got eight. Okay, yeah. Okay.
0: Jason Jordan debuted in a six-man tag match against the Ascension, which I guess was a handicap match.
1: Name one of the two men he teamed with. Well, I know he was partners with Ty Dillinger at one point, so I'll say Ty Dillinger. Eh,
0: big Cass and Tyler Breeze. Oh, yeah. Uh, second. Who did he win the FCW Tag Championships with? Ty Dillinger. <laughs> no. C.J. Parker, a.k.a. Juice Robinson. Damn. Well, yeah. it's
1: still a good score.
0: It's still a damn good score, considering I got five
1: last week. Oh,
0: my goodness gracious.
1: Well, that's the show. Thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Somebody in chat just said, Newsflash, Emma just posted an Instagram post that is just straight up her booty. Is there a booty hole there? Because <laughs> that'll ruin it. <laughs> is it post poop? Pre-wipe.
1: Oh, dear. I'm sorry. Anyways.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. See, I like to take sexy and make it gross, Larson. That's what I like to do. Anyways, that's it for now. Patrons, be sure to stay tuned. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.